You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You are listening to Racing Nation. Nine races on the card this weekend from Caulfield. It's the big meeting in Melbourne. Let's see if we can help you find a few winners on the program. Joining me now with thanks to Hogan's family jewellers. He is from thepuntingbaron.com.au and he is the punting baron. I think he's now been renamed LaDon. LaDon, Shane. How are you? Very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, terrific. What a result that was last week. I think every tipster always has memories of one that they tip at a, at a huge price. And last week, those listeners that tuned into the podcast, not only the podcast, but of course also subscribers to the Punting Baron, if they took top tone or they waited for the drift, the massive drift, not... What did it get? $91 on the V? Yeah, 81 I was 81 I think was the official SP, but I think uh, if you're shocked, you might have got some $91. Uh, probably a good case of uh, they didn't know. <laughs> it was about $20 in the morning and, uh, yeah, massive drift and the horse resuming for a new stable. Not normally a recipe for success when they... <laughs> When they drift like that, uh, but not surprisingly, no. I've watched the replay a couple of times. <laughs> Gee, he would have been something least if he didn't if he didn't win. He was held up for a little bit at the top of the straight, and then uh, got into the clear. And it was about fifty metres to go. There were some uh, scenes out in the balcony at Port Arthur when he uh, loomed up to the Valu, and uh, yeah, no, he got the cash, which was uh, very good. And yeah, I mean, as great greater result as it was, obviously. Uh, made for a great winning day. It really saved the day because it was going pretty ordinary until then. So always good to keep things in perspective. Uh, I think it has been, has been pleased. We've had a bit of luck with those long shots. Obviously, he the shocker two weeks ago. Uh, paid upwards of $60, I think. Uh, snappy little thing. Uh, all paid around $25, $23 on the toad, I think. And then uh, LaDon V at $81. So uh, it's been, it was a good week. It doesn't happen... All the time, of course, but obviously, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find a bit of value outside the norm and outside the favourites, and uh, it's come up in the last week. So hopefully uh, all the subscribers and particularly the listeners on the podcast as well on Saturday got something out of La Don de V and uh, we're able to go out somewhere nice for dinner and have a nice bottle of red. <laughs> Sounds like you did as well, just uh, for your messages to that coming forward. We saw a few uh, that commented on, on Twitter there as well that they got so it sounds like a few follows you in anyway. Hopefully. I mean, that's the idea, <laughs> is that uh, people do actually listen to my dribble sometimes, but hopefully they did on uh, hopefully they did on Saturday. And uh, Yeah, well, as you said, as I said, um, up until then, I think that was my last race at Flemington on Saturday, so up until then I was uh, striking out. So I should probably forgive a few for thinking, oh, it's not going to be easy day today, but uh, hopefully... Uh, well, obviously, a few did fix that, and uh, they got a nice result uh, with Don Vidi. And like, really, start eighty-one dollars. It's insane. It's a fair, like you mentioned, it's a fair trip coming at any sort of price. Because, well, I, I remember um, vividly when we spoke Thursday. He was thirty-four, so on yeah. one of the one of the corporates anyway. So they're almost roughly yeah, similar, but anyway, it was thirty-four dollars on the Thursday. But as you said, like the official on the day. Fluctuation when I looked after the race it was twenty six out to ninety one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Astonishing. And I, when they went across the line, um, we had the footy on as well, so I wasn't 
I wasn't uh, really, because I'd had my bets already placed in the morning, so I wasn't following it too closely, but I did see the odds flash up that it was drifting on the toe. It was out to around 40 or $50, and when they crossed the line, I knew it was big, but when they flashed up the toad, I thought, geez, that's big. And then when I checked the SP, I'm like, well, that's really big. So, uh, yeah, no, and I think, yeah, obviously a couple of texts from people coming through that they got $91 and, and whatnot. Uh, so uh, that was quite pleasing. I think someone had acted on Bet365 and they thought they only got $34, but um, Bet365 had that uh, um, best, yeah, fixed odds where you get the starting price if even if they drift, so uh, he got pretty lucky. He thought he uh, he pretty much ended up almost tripling his winnings uh, because he ended up getting the eighty-one dollars and thought he only had the thirty-four. So uh, no, it was good. It was a good win, and yeah, as I said, hopefully, hopefully a few people got plenty out of it. Yeah, no, it was certainly one of those race days where you mentioned you thought there was a bit of value and if we could work around the favourites and, and a couple of races you picked out, as you said, there's a couple who can back in, in each race to, to to turn a profit and. What well, when they win at that price, you don't have to have much on to make it a pretty good day. But anyway, we put all the pressure in the world on you now. So, looking this week to find another <laughs> another another long price winner, can you do it at Caulfield this weekend? What do, what do you think of the card overall, first of all? Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's like a broken record over the past few weeks, but it's another really strong off-season meeting, uh, good fields. We've got a good mix of horses coming, quite a few horses coming down from Sydney, obviously, in search of some dry ground. Uh, the rail position is going to be interesting because the rail does go out to 11 metres. Uh, it hasn't been in that position or that wide since early January. I think there was a mid- midweek meeting where it was out 12 metres. Uh, typically, when it gets out that far, you are really starting to look at horses up on speed being advantaged. Uh, it may even add a little bit as we get through the day, but particularly over those races, 1,400... Um, mile and under, uh, you're typically seeing horses up on the speed advantage, so I'd expect that to be the case. We've had a bit of rain in Melbourne, which is a bit odd for Melbourne at the moment, uh, this morning as we record this on Thursday morning, but that's passed, and uh, the forecast seems to suggest that Caulfield won't get a lot. So with that rail out and the track good, uh, I think you'd be looking for horses uh, up on speed to be advantaged throughout the day. But yeah, another really strong off-season meeting uh, to complement the big ra- the big day up at uh, Eagle Farm in Brisbane on Saturday. All right, well let's have a look. You've picked out races two, three, and nine where you think we can turn a profit. Let's have a look at those races. We'll go to the second here. It is the Stow Storage Solutions Handicap. This one over twelve hundred metres. It's for the two-year-olds. Yeah, pretty open two-year-old race, this. And initially when the markets went up, I was, I was quite surprised at the odds that number five, Proud Conquest, went up. Uh, this horse from the Freedman Yard was very, very impressive winning at Donald on debut. That's a, you, know, you look at that and you say, oh, win at Donald, how does that translate to a race at Caulfield? But that's actually quite a uh, quite a rich two-year-old race at Donald. And the Freedman camp has made a, a real, habit of sending horses for that race over the past few years. They obviously set this horse for the win on debut. He bolted in there. The second horse has since come out and won at Ballarat uh, last week. Uh, so the form from that point of view looks really strong. I didn't see a lot in his rivals. Uh, Shalaud comes down from Sydney. Thought I didn't really think there was much in his form. Jamar has been up for quite a while. There's a couple that come through the race won by Duel at Flemington, but they were very well beaten uh, by that horse. Uh, and 
the debutantes, uh, the jump outs have been okay, but nothing really jumped out and grabbed me there. So I actually was quite surprised that Crowd, Crowd Conquest didn't come up favourite. I'm not surprised that the market's been pretty strong for him since they've opened. So uh, Metallicity's come out. It was scheduled to come down from Sydney. Uh, so he's into around the $5 mark as we speak on Thursday morning, Crowd Conquest. He does draw out, uh, but he did show good speed on debut. And just looking at the lineup here, there doesn't look to be mad speed on what we've seen so far. I think Cosmic Aura has the potential to push forward, but I, I would be surprised if Proud Conquest didn't at least end up outside the leader or leading. Uh, if that's the case and he doesn't uh, doesn't use up too much petrol early for Joy McNeil, I think he's going to be pretty hard to run down if he can snaffle some of that $5 that's available. I think that is uh, pretty good value. I think he'll start shorter on the day. Uh, pretty keen race to number five, Proud Conquest. Track Conquest to kick us off on Saturday. It is race two, horse five. Let's go to the third on the program here. Lamar's uh, Hotel Handicap. This one is over the mile. Thoughts here in the third? Yeah, um, definitely not any $81 shots here. I'm pretty uh, keen on a couple on two that are well found in the market down the bottom in Naval Seal and Oceana Blue. If this race was at Flemington... Luciana Blue would just about be a moral, I reckon. Uh, her first up run from a spell uh, at Sandown recently behind Aravine was outstanding. She was heavily backed that day. She got a long, long way back. Gave away a big start. Uh, couldn't reel in Aravine, who's since gone up to Sydney and won very impressively and now looks right on track to be right in the market in the Queensland Oaks, which I think is next week. Uh, she's going to be very competitive there based on what she did in Sydney and what she did Stand down. So Oceana Blue to get so close to her, given how big a start she spotted in the run, and she was only first up, was an excellent effort. She gets in here with no weight on her back. She draws well in gate five. So just interested to see if Will Price does try to make a bit of use of that inside gate. She's drawn wide at both her two career starts today and just been flopped out the back on debut. She was obviously too good at Mornington. She was just set too big a start last start. So he can just sit that little bit closer in the run and be within striking distance. If the brakes come her way, I think she's clearly the best horse in the race. The only question mark is the pattern of the day. If she does get a little bit too far back and the track is playing to those up on speed, uh, that's a little question mark. But all things being equal, I think she's the best horse uh, and probably the one to beat. Nadal Steele's going to land on speed. So he, um, he was dominant at uh, first up at uh, last up. Ballarat when he come down from Sydney, he just he was just far too good for Craig Williams. He sat outside the leader, put them to bed at the top of the straight and won. Well, he's regularly bred by Snitzel out of first deal, so hopefully he's starting to put it together. All his runs in his career so far have been on a heavy track, so he could go to a completely new level on Saturday getting onto dry ground. He looks to Matt to get the good run on speed, so if Oceana Blue's back in the pack finding trouble, uh, I think Naval Seal the one that could be off and gone and hard to run down. So I think with those two, we cover both bases. I think they're two horses that potentially could go on to better races. Uh, pretty confident one of the two win in race three, numbers 10 and 9, Oceana Blue and Naval Seal. Okay, so in that order, 10 and 9? Yeah, I, Oceana Blue, I think, is definitely at the moment the better horse. So I just think the pattern of the day might lend itself to Naval Seal, but I think one of the two will be winning. Let's go to the lucky last. It is 
It's race nine on the program, Shrepp's Handicap. This one is on over 1,400 metres. Big field to finish us off here as we speak. We see 11 left-hand man and 17 sonore come out. Um, we still have a couple of emergencies listed in there as well. So a big field to go around in the lucky last. Correct. And those emergencies could play a bit of a part in this race. And even the scratching of sonore is actually quite a key scratching because uh, even though it was fourth emergency, probably likely to come out anyway. He was the only speed in the race. It's a, quite a messy speed map. And with the horse that's come up favourite in the race is the Aguilar, who is first up from a spell. But he's very much a get-back run-on type. He's a very talented horse, but he's going to need some luck first up of a long break coming from back off the speed. Given that, thought there was a little bit of value in a couple that could get up on speed, in particular number six, Quay Quay. He's been a costly commodity, this horse. He's always had a bit of a spruik on him as being a handy horse. He obviously took on some very good races as a three-year-old. Uh, I remember I backed him in an AJC derby. looked the winner on the home corner and wasn't beaten far there. So he's taken a bit of a fall since then. He's been delved He's had a few issues. Thought the first up run at Caulfield was very good behind Blazer Trail. He was wide. He did a bit of work in the run, carrying a big weight. And I thought he stuck on well. He, he looked like he was going to be well beaten on the turn, but he was coming again on the line. Second up to 1,400. I think the big key here is that he can be the horse that potentially leads this race. Uh, if he can get control of it, uh, or certainly land up outside the leader uh, in that first couple, I just feel he could be hard to get past second up. I thought that there was good signs in that first up run. So around the 9 to $10 mark, I think Quay Quay can run really well. The horse directly underneath him is Falls. I think he'll run a very good race. So he's up around the $20 mark. He was very good down the straight late first up behind Easy Single and Ashford Street. Uh, speaking of the people's horse, he does go around in race one at Crawford on Saturday. Yeah, he's a bit skinny, a bit skinny on Saturday, I think. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to this one. Uh, falls, I thought, yeah, his work through the line was really nice. The Mick Kent stable just starting to find a little bit of form. He's got a super record second up. He goes very well over the 1,400, handles all conditions. He's another horse that had shown early speed in the past. So if Ollie decides to take the initiative, which Ollie's pretty good at, don't be surprised to see him roll forward from a wide draw here and get up on speed. Uh, I think he's going to run... He's going to run a big race here second up falls around the $20 mark. Uh, he's worth a ticket. So definitely keen on Quay Quay and falls. The other one I would keep in mind if he gains a start is the third emergency, Francesco Guardi. So we've seen Chris Waller have a bit of success switching these horses down to Melbourne from Sydney. Like the way this horse got through the line first up. Uh, if he gains a start here, double figure odds. So I'd be tempted to have something on him as well, despite the awkward draw. He's another that can probably get up a little bit closer to the speed and make his own luck. So, yeah, a bit of value in the last. On a on a day where, yeah, I was probably keener on a few in the market. Uh, this race in the last definitely looked a bit of value with Quay Quay and Falls and uh, definitely Francesco Guardi worth the save if he going to start. Okay, so that's your thoughts there on the lucky last. So, recapping here, we are on race two, number five, Proud Conquest. Quest. Race three, we're 10 Oceana Blue and 9 Naval Seal. Confident the winner comes from one of those two. A lucky last race nine, so we'll, a couple to consider here. We've got Quay Quay, which is the six. You also think it's, uh, it's worth including the seven falls, and then, and then again, as you said, another one to include there in the safer bracket, or however you wish to play if it gains a start is the 16. 
in, which is around the $10 mark. So it's in the market as well, So, but needs to gain a start. And that's Francesco Guardi. So what is the best on the program? Yeah, hoping to get it early. Uh, race two, number five, Crowd Conquest. I think if he's gone on for that debut, we find a pretty winnable Saturday race here. And as I said, I think $5 on offer at the moment uh, is a pretty juicy price. So we're making the best race two, number five, Crowd Conquest. What's happening with the puntingbaron.com.au this weekend? Uh, well, for those listening early to the podcast Thursday, we've got the time on a Beef Week Cup in <laughs> Inverell on Friday. So we'll be betting uh, there through the SNS service. So for subscribers, keep an eye out for that. If you haven't subscribed, get on board. Uh, normally held at Casino, but obviously very wet up that part of the world. So it's been moved to Inverell. Cracking meeting, big field. So hopefully we find some value. Uh, we've obviously got the Caulfield meeting covered and we'll be doing uh, the Eagle Farm meeting as well. So as good a meeting as you'll see up in Brisbane, that is, uh, with a couple of races carried over from last Saturday. Big 10 race program, big field. Uh, that'll be all written up on the website, full written previews. Uh, and there's a decent OK meeting at Mildura on Sunday, which will serve as a big lead up to the big Swan Hill Carnival, which is in a couple of weeks. So that's a very interesting meeting. Uh, we might have a few bets there on the SMS service. Uh, subscriptions start from $6 a week, uh, or if you sign up for the whole year, which is $159.95, which means you would have only had to have $2 on La Donda last week to pay for your subscription, uh, you can sign up for the whole year, and that works out to only be about $3 a week. So go to punningbaron.com.au and check it all out. Jump on to the website yet and become a baron today so have a look and see what it's all about and join the team and hopefully it helps you make a profit and hopefully we can start that this weekend and that pays for all subscriptions running this weekend with this big one from Caulfield. Shane as always thank you for joining us all about this weekend. Alright Shane have a good weekend mate. Cheers. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.